Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Whopper. Because, you remember, I told you that it's very important for us to realize that Christianity is not just getting in the boat. And that's what sometimes uh, we think, is that if I just get in the boat, in other words, give my life to Christ, uh, just get in the boat, say some prayers, you know, I'm in the boat, then I'm okay. I'm going to get to my destination. Well, that's not so, uh, because if you don't use the sail that God has given you, if it's a sailboat, you're not going to get to your destination. And the wind of the Spirit of God is not going to be able to carry you because you won't use what God has given you. And so that's what I want to encourage in our series on transformation is that we need to use what God has given us in order to get to our def- destination. Otherwise, we're going, to be, we, we're going to be blown to and fro. Wherever the wind is blowing, uh, that's where the boat going to go, and it's not going to get to the destination. So I'm, I'm a firm believer that we need to do something. We know we can't do anything for our salvation uh, except uh, what God uh, gives to us. But uh, we still, even our salvation, you have to say something. Because the Word of God says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, uh, then if you don't confess with your mouth, if you don't believe in your heart, then even salvation is not going to be yours. So uh, we still have to do something in everything, even though you can't work your way into salvation. That's, that's, that's a fact. Uh, salvation is by grace alone. But believe me when I tell you that you're going to have to make some confession. Once faith comes, saving faith comes, you're going to have to make some decisions. So transformation is what we're talking about. We say that God wants transformation. He wants you to, uh, he, he wants you to, to, to realize that you need to be conformed. I need to be conformed. Uh, I need to uh, be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, not to the world. In order to do that, I need to be transformed. And that's what the series is about, is transformation. Now, let's uh, look in the first verse I have for us today is in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11. That's the first verse that I want to hit upon today in our transformation series. This is the second part of the series. This is called transformation, uh, spiritual transformation. Verse 11 says, deliver those who are being taken away to death. Deliver those. Deliver those. And those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh, hold them back. So God is telling us to do two things. Deliver those who are being taken away to death and to uh, hold back those who are staggering to slaughter. There are many people who are staggering to slaughter. There are many people who are being taken away to death in this world. And God wants to use us. He wants to use his body in order to uh, hold them back from staggering to death. <laughs> you know, deliver them. God is a deliverer. Would you, would you agree with me that Jesus Christ is a deliverer? He delivered us, right? And he's a deliverer uh, all our lives. He delivered us. And, he, and that's what he's saying here. I want you to be a deliverer. 
as a Christian, you are a deliverer because we are the hands and feet of, and, and the mouthpieces of Jesus Christ. Are we not? Because we are the body of Christ. Is that correct? Well, he expects us to be a deliverer when he says that deliver those who are being taken away. He's saying, you do it. Don't look at me. You do it. And he's saying, hold them back, you know, from staggering to the slaughter. Don't let them do that. So we cannot be in the boat called Christianity, lounging around, doing our own individual thing, whatever we like doing. We can't do that. Because there's a world that's dying. There's a world that's going uh, staggering to death. There's a world that God says, I want you to hold them back. Because he delivered us. And he says that uh, I'm coming back. But I'm coming back uh, for my church. And so he wants to, um, his his long suffering is not uh, something that he's saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I can't come back right now. He's not coming back because he wants people saved. He's not willing for any to be lost. But there, there will be people lost. And we, we need to be used. In verse 12, it says, If you say, well, see, I, I did not know this. Well, see, God knows our heart. He knows that he's given information out there. There are people who are dying all over the world. There are people in foreign countries who are worshiping a God that will never, ever deliver them. Because they're, they're worshiping idols. They're worshiping Buddha. They're worshiping, worshiping uh, some crazy stuff, you know, that God has created. And he said, no, don't, don't worship the creation worship the creator and so there are many foreign countries I know I am fortunate and glad that I was birthed in the United States because if I I was birthed over in Iraq or somewhere over in a a Muslim country and I've been brought up by maybe a Muslim parent and now you know they're telling you hey won't you uh, blow up yourself and kill some others you're going to have some you know uh, (laughs) you're going to have some a favor with Allah. Come on. God did not come to kill people. He came to save people. That's what he came for. So he says that if you say I did not know it, then, then hey, does not he consider it who weighs the heart? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to a man according to his work? In other words, there is a day that we all need, we all going to stand before Jesus Christ. Every single one of us, saved or unsaved, we're going to stand before Jesus Christ, and we're going to have to give account for everything said and everything done in this body. And so uh, some people say it's going to be saved, uh, you know, uh, and no works, because all the works going to be burned up uh, in the fire. All the wood, all the stubble will be saved, but our uh, everything we've done, we're going to burn up. I don't want that. There is no person on this earth, I don't believe, that wants to uh, be an athlete or, or train for the Olympics, but there is no school. There is no uh, nothing. Can you imagine the Olympics 
uh, these uh, athletes who train every single day, every single day, all day a lot of them. And then they get to Olympics, and there is no uh, gold, silver, bronze award. There's nothing. There's nothing. Now, who wants that? How about how many want to see a game? There's no score kept. Yeah. No. Who wants to be on a, on a team that everybody gives an award on Wars Day, you know, like in, 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 uh, in, in the little, little leagues, you know, uh, the little tots and stuff. They try to give everybody an award, you know. How, how would you like to be the one? Everybody come up for an award but you. You don't get anything. Nobody wants that. So I know there are going to be some rewards in heaven because of the Bible tells. I know there are going to be some rewards. I want to be able to throw some, some, something at the feet of Jesus and say, hey, this is what you give me. But, hey, I'll give it right back to you. If I don't have nothing to give back to him, my goodness gracious, there are some rewards. So he knows, and I don't want to just make it to heaven. Say, hey, as long as I make it, I don't care if I don't get no rewards. Just let me make it. No. No, we're going to have to give an answer for everything done in his body. So this is very important to us, our transformation. Because you remember I told you that if we're not transformed, we are not going to be able to uh, influence anybody in the world. Because we'll be just like them. We'll be conformed to the world and not transformed by the renewing of our mind. So let's go to uh, another area that, that's very important to me uh, is salvation. The first part of transformation, let's turn to John chapter 3. The first thing in in, in transformation has to be the transformation of our soul. That's the first thing. Verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night, and they said to him, Rabbi, we know that you come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with them. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember last week we said that liars won't, uh, idolaters won't. Remember I said that they're not going to see the kingdom of God. You know, we said that we said that um, uh, effeminate homosexuals. We said that um, fornicators, adulterers, uh, is not going to see the kingdom of God. We read that scripture. Here it says, unless you're born again, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. So we know God is serious about being born again. So Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? And Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. 
so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Well, we know that God is a great God. And he, he does tell us that uh, he's locked everybody up into, basically, unbelief, which is sin, the Jews and the Gentiles. And unless we come by Jesus Christ, none of us are going to be saved. And salvation is a gift from God. can't be earned. It's by by grace we are saved through faith. So he's telling Nicodemus that you're going to have to be born again, but you're not going to know how. And I don't know how a person is born again. I really don't know. I don't know who's born again. All I know is that uh, I gave my life. Well, I don't know that either. I can say that when I was little, I went up and, and, and did something. I don't remember what it was, but I went up when other children were going up. And I remember that, and I remember being baptized in the river, the Tall River, which is uh, in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And so I remember that. So I knew those things, and I remember I'm supposed to be a part of the church now. But I still know for a fact nothing changed in my life from the t- that time until I was in this church. Nothing changed. I was just as lost as a goose. I really was. Even though I thought I was okay. And if I died, I would go to heaven. I thought. But being, being invited to the church and listening to the word of God, I found out that I said, well, wait a minute. There is a heaven and there is a hell. I like it hot, but not that hot. <laughs> That's a fact. I don't want to be burning in nothing. Not on a stove, not on nothing. I don't want to be burning. So what do you have to do to make sure you're safe? And, of course, listen to the word. I knew and started reading some of the, the word, uh, which I didn't understand a lot. So I asked a lot of questions of Sam. And I found out, so, man, there has to be some difference in a Christian and a non-Christian. There has to be some difference. And there, if there's no difference, then you are probably are not saved if there's no difference. Do you like the word of God? Like Sam, you're saying, do you have a desire for the word of God? I had no desire to read this Bible. They gave us one back then, um, uh, 6 to 5. I graduated from high school in 65. They gave everybody a gift. That gift was a holy Bible. And I don't know where that Bible is now. I don't think I ever took it out of the box. Uh, But I never read the Bible. Never, ever read the Bible until uh, I got to Glass and they made me the Fellowship of Christian Athletes sponsor. I started reading it, uh, the Good News version of the Bible, uh, to see what what in the world I'm supposed to do as a fellow, you know, as a sponsor. Uh, but I never read the Bible. Didn't have a desire. I knew that my life was just like a, a heathen's life. 
I had no self-control for things I liked to do. And I'm going to tell you that there are people in the church today, there are people, not, not in this church today, but in the church universal today, meaning that this is September the something, 18th. Yeah, the first, September 18th. Uh, it, there are people. Is the date 18th? Okay. There are people all over the world in the Church of the Living God that think they are saved because they said some words and they and they they got wet and uh, they call that baptism for them and they think that they are saved. But there is no change. They've been in, they they've been going around for 10, 15 years, 20 years, there is no change, no difference between them and the world. No desire for, for spiritual things. Now you say, well, well, you did have some desire because you went to church. I went to church because Minerva asked me to go to church. That's why I came to church. And not this one, but I came to church because she said, you need to get up off that couch on Sunday and go to church because Ivy, she's going to grow up and we had one child then. And she was little, a baby. She said, she's going to grow up and, and then she's going to watch you. And then, then she's going to want to lay on the couch with you and not go with me. And I said, okay, I'll go. And so I went to church. And I didn't like the church. It was Catholic church. Uh, you know, I just didn't like all the kneeling and all the other stuff. I, I just said, no, I didn't like that. But anyway, she said, uh, well, if you don't like it, you choose. And I, I grew up Baptist. And I didn't like being preached at about things that I didn't want to hear, meaning that what happened down on the street and this and that and, and some stuff that I didn't understand. It sound good, but I just didn't. I like to be taught. And so I said, well, I don't know, when, I don't know this kind of church. I don't know because uh, I've been to Methodist churches, Presbyterian churches, Lutheran churches, Catholic churches, Baptist churches, and I don't like any of them. And Miss Dorsey said, well, come to our church. And so I came here, and I didn't like it, so it just neither. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I did like one thing. I didn't like the singing because I wasn't familiar with all this, this, you know, singing and clapping and standing up. Uh, but I, I did like them, the, the, the priest said, well, uh, open the word of God. And he talked from the I said, whoa, my goodness gracious. I didn't know anybody did that. And so I kept coming. And you know the story. I came late and all that kind of stuff because I didn't want to be a part of the singing and standing. And, um, and so I <laughs> said, no, we're not coming late. We're coming on time. You don't have to raise your hands. You can sit down if you want to. I don't care what you do, but we're going on time. I said, okay, I'll go on time. And so, uh, I mean, that, come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, if the wife says that's what she wants, you're going to do it because that's what she wants, uh, you know, if you in love. I mean, that's what you're going to do. And so that's what I did. Uh, and so I started going on time. I started asking Sam questions, why they raise their hand, why they stand so long, why they do this, why they do that. And he'll, he'll give me some tapes. He'll, you know, form it to the scripture. And, of course, I started reading. And I said, "Woo, there are some more people probably like me, that don't know nothing, you know. I said, I didn't know this stuff was in the Bible. Man. And so I gave my life to Christ at home, kneeling by bread, 
And I got baptized, truly got baptized, uh, again, in a home, uh, in, in a tub. And my life started changing. From that point on, it started changing. I had a desire to be in the Word. I had a desire to come to church. Not because of my nervous one. I had a desire to try to live right. I got convicted when I didn't. You know, I, you know so I knew that some change was taking place. And that's what this transformation series is about, is that we're going to have to have some conviction of the Holy Spirit. we got to want to match up to this Bible. We want to love like Jesus says to love. We don't want to be like everybody else. We don't care about, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 selfishness. We want to, we, Jesus Christ died, and he says that if I die for you, then you die for the brethren. And I said, well, man. It's not about me. It's about Christ. And it's about us working together because it's a teamwork. And, and I, I, I love teamwork. And so I can't do everything. I can do very little. I can only do what God has gifted me to do. But I need everybody to do the gifts that God has gift, gifted you to do. So when, when, uh, when somebody said, well, we need this. I said, well, great, you do it. You know? No, I think you, you know, I don't want to do it. Well, why are you telling me? Because I'm not going to do it. I'm not gifted to do that. If God showed it to you, you do it. And, and that's, that's scripture. Because the scripture says that the fivefold ministry is supposed to equip the saints for works of service. We're not supposed to stand up here and do all the works of service. So God has gifted you. I can't do anything with a computer but cut that thing on and email and watch my email and, and, and do that stuff. I can't do that thing on my phone but text and answer it and call. I don't know anything. I don't know stuff. I, I don't care to know stuff. I just ask somebody else, how you do this? I'll go back to them. How do I have a three-way call? You know, I'm, I'm not a tinkerer uh, in, in this stuff. I, I, I love to just to read and to study the Word. That's what I like. I can't sing. I can't do anything else, basically. But you can. I'm serious. You can. And so together, uh, you know, don't you need somebody who loves the Word of God? Well, I need somebody who can sing. I need somebody who can do a computer. I need somebody who can do sound. God needs you. He does. He needs you. And so it's a team type of thing. And if, if I look, I said, well, I'm a, you know, huh, I'm not interested in teaching because the people are not interested in learning. I'm not teaching for you. I'm teaching for Christ. Really? Because that's what he gets me to do. That's what he told me to do. So whether 10 show up, whether 2 show up, whether 100 show up, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change. It doesn't change the preparation. It doesn't change anything. You see? Uh, because that's what God has given me to do. So that's what I learned through Scripture. And so I said, well, God, I want to make sure people are saved because that's the first step of transformation. There will be no transformation, none, zilch, if we're not born again. It can't be. You can tell a caterpillar all you want to, 
turn into a butterfly. You are a butterfly. You know, you said, well, butterfly is a man. Come out, butterfly. I mean, you can use all the, all the, uh, what is it called, this stuff, uh, positive thinking you want to do and, and saying nice things to it, and you can confess to it all you want to, but that caterpillar going to be a caterpillar until he gets in the cocoon and God changes that caterpillar. No, but no man changes a, but, uh, a caterpillar into a butterfly. No man. I don't care how, how talented that person is, they can't do it. Only the process of God's how he created things, that's what does it. And that's what's going to cause us to be born again. And so I said, whoo, that's awesome. I like that. Now, what happened to the old me? Because I'm still in the same shell that I was in. What happened to the old me? And let's uh, turn to Galatians 2. That's a good scripture. And you probably know it by heart. It says that uh, in Galatians 2, that that we died. We were crucified with Christ. Is that correct? We were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, what it says? We live. But in the King James Version, it says, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Now, that's important now. That's what happened to this old Willie Taylor. He was crucified with Christ. Christ died in my stead. He died in your stead. He died in everybody's stead. And he says that I was crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live. So Willie Taylor doesn't live. The old Willie Taylor that was selfish, that thought about him and what he used to do and all those type of things. Like I met a fellow yesterday at, at, at um, um, a daughter's wedding, and he was a part of the team that I coached over Lincoln uh, back in the early 70s. And he hadn't seen me since then. And um, he called me Coach Taylor, you know, and, all that kind of stuff. And he was reminiscing the past and how great of a coach I was and stuff and, and, and how much I influenced him. And I'm thinking, man, I was just as selfish as I could be. I, I, you know, I was thinking about winning games. That's it. Winning games. And the only way I could win games I knew was to make sure that I had players who can play. And, and I did care about the players, but as long as they did what I told them to do. If they didn't do what I told them to do, I had no use for them. But see, God is not like that. We don't do what God wants us to do all the time. Who does what God wants them to do all the time? Raise your hand, please, so I can bow down to you. <laughs> see, nobody does. But yet, God loves us anyway, doesn't he? God has use for us because he, he knows that we're just dust. Okay. We were born again. He died. Jesus Christ, he sent his own begotten son when we were yet sinners. So I couldn't think that way until I got born again. I was thinking of me 
and mine, what was good for me. And so that Willie Taylor died. And it's no longer Willie Taylor, that Willie Taylor who lives, but Christ lives in me. So my life should be just a, I should be a shell with a soul, a mind, will, and emotion and stuff, and God uses. That's what you should be. God's supposed to use you for his purposes when he wants to, how he wants to, with whom he wants to do it with. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be like a puppet on strings, God's strings, strung by the Holy Spirit and by Jesus Christ. That's what we're supposed to be. That's what we say we are anyway. We say, I gave my life to Christ. Did you really? Did you really? Because if you still have your life, if you still make your own decisions, apart from this word of God, apart from the body of Christ, apart from things, you do your thing, then you, are, you still got your life. And it says here, there's no longer I who live. That life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, who gave himself up for me. So I said, praise God. That's what I want to do. And I said, no, I need to die more to this self. And I need, I need some transformation in this soul. That's what I used to be. That's what happened to the old me. Now, what should we look like? What does this transformation look like? We know what a butterfly looks like. We've seen pictures of a caterpillar. And we've seen pictures of the butterfly or the moth. We've seen a picture of that. And so we know what, what, what it looks like, the end result. What does it look like, the end result of a transformed life? Let's look at it in Matthew 17. Let's go to our last scripture here. Matthew 17, uh, verse 1. It says, six days after Jesus took him with him, Peter... James and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. By themselves. And he was transfigured. That word transfigured is the same word as transformed. Same Greek word. Okay? Well, you know, he was transfigured before them. Now, what does transform look like? What does transfigured look like? And his face shone like the sun. His garments became as white as light. So there was a change, wasn't there? Now this transfigured, this transformation was the outward transformation. That's what it was, the outward transformation. And Peter, James, and John could see it. Could they not? They could see it. Well, spiritual Transformation is the same thing, but inwardly, inwardly, we're supposed to totally be changed inside. And people are supposed to see the difference outside because everything that we do comes from the heart, God says, regardless of what it is. It comes from the heart. It comes from inside. 
whether it's murders, whether it's whatever it is, anything good has come from the heart. And so when, when, when I'm transformed and you transform, it's going to cause us to think different. It's going to cause us to act different. It's going to cause us to uh, speak different. That's what it's going to cause. It's going to cause us to do things that it's going to be foreign to an unsaved person. It's going to be foreign to the way you used to do them. My personality is going to be transformed. Some people think that your personality is not going to change. That God, God loves your personality just the way it is. Don't you ever believe that? God gave us a personality, yes. He gave us emotions, yes. We'll talk about emotional transformation later. But I'm telling you, my personality is supposed to be just like Christ. That's what it's supposed to be. So I have to make some changes because I like things done a certain way and my personality, I'm more of a, I'm not a type of person that's, and, and you know, most of you who know me know that, and I, even though you might not know, if I told you what I told you, you know who ran our household, don't you? It doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to know that Minerva ran our household Back in those days, she ran it, okay? What she says goes. That's just it. Because, I mean, all I care about is, is, is watching games and, and going out playing with the fellas, doing all coaching, coaching uh, football, basketball, tennis, the things I was coaching. That's all I cared about. As long as she didn't mess with that, it's okay. Whatever you want, honey, I'll do it. But then when I learned the word of God, the word of God told me I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader of the household, Word of God told me I'm supposed to be like Christ to the church. I'm supposed to be like that to my wife. And now I had to start making some changes. You see, I can no longer allow her to lead our household because she's been put in a position that she was not meant to be. God didn't expect her to lead. He expected me to lead and protect her spiritually. So now I had to learn how to do that. Because she was more spiritual than I was. I didn't know the word of God at one time. And she did. So I had to, I had to learn the word of God. And as I learned the word of God, then I, I tried to flex my muscles sometimes. And, and, and I said, well, well, wait a minute. I'm the head of this household, and you're supposed to submit. So you, you just submit. Don't worry about anything else. And say, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad she, she wasn't aggressive. I had some knots on my head, you know. Uh, but she told me where, she told me in a nice way where to go. Uh, not, 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 not profane way, but, you know, I'm going to get out of her sight with that kind of stuff, you know, because, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, you men know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but then I started learning that how servant leader was. Not a dictator, but a servant leader. A servant leader serves their wife. And so I learned that Christ serves the church, doesn't he? Yeah. So I started learning, oh, I, can I serve? What can I do to serve you, sweetheart? So all these things changed only because of the word of God and because of the spirit of God. I put my cell up. I learned how to trim this cell a little bit. And I learned how to, okay, let the, let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow me in this direction. 
and because obviously you know that, it, that we can do nothing ap- apart from Jesus Christ. It's him who gives us the will and to do of his good pleasure. You see? So I know I'm going to put my cell up, the word of God, because Sam told me, hey, if you, don't, if you don't get in the word, you can forget it. You can forget it. you got to know the word. So I start learning the word, and then the Holy Spirit can blow me a little bit because I said, okay, okay. And, and the Holy Spirit can convict me. And if I said, well, gosh, Minerva, help me to be more like Christ. Okay, so she's still helping me to be more like Christ. Now, can we understand that the message today was on spiritual transformation? Can we understand that we must be born again? I didn't say you must be in church, sitting in church every day. I said you must be born again. There should be a difference in between you and people of the world. Not just on Sunday morning because you came to church and did your religious duty. No, because because you are a changed soul. God has changed you, and you want to be more like Christ. You have a desire for the things of God. Yes, you'll be in church only because that's what God says. That he, that was his custom, to be in the temple on the Sabbath day. That was his custom, so he's going to be there. He knew the scripture. So that's got to be our custom, too, because we need the body of Christ. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.